98 FM's Late Night Talk. With Head and Shoulders, giving you the confidence to hang up your hang-ups. Giving birth has hit the headlines in the last few days. New HSE figures show the rate of cesarean sections performed in Irish hospitals has more than doubled the World Health Organization's recommended rate. Mm, but not everyone, of course, chooses to go into hospital to give birth. They certainly don't. And uh, that's what what's going on and what we're talking about tonight. How did you? What did you do? Because for some reason, I'm just hearing about babies being born at the moment, which is just... You've had several friends in the last few days. Loads. You? It's yeah. unbelievable. It really is unbelievable. So 53981, what happened to you? There was also the story of a woman in London who says that her onesie saved her baby. She was on her way to the hospital. Uh, she didn't make it in time and she thought she felt a splotch against her leg. It was her baby coming out. How easy I, does that bird sound? Yeah, but also how do you how do you think does a splotch against I, your, you know, it, like it's it's what happens. You can't mistake childbirth, I would have thought. I you know w- one would yeah. have thought. But we are joined um by Dr. Sinead Byrne. Uh Sinead, how are you doing? Oh, hi, it's Warren. How are you? Good to chat you on, Michelle. How are you doing? Great to talk to you. Um, Dr. Sinead Byrne, you'll know her from TV3, but we're also joined by Chrissia Lynch, who's from the Home Birth Association. Chrissia, how are you doing? I'm great, thanks. Um, Now, Sinead, the fact that um, we have a higher rate of caesarean sections in Ireland than recommended rates by the WHO, is that a bit worrying? Well, well, it is. And in fact, I saw... Um, Christian Lynch earlier on uh, Ireland AM and I, I thought it was a very interesting debate um, and it was there's lots of factors I suppose explaining it and I suppose it's not just in Ireland that it's seen it's kind of in many countries and there are lots of factors such as increasing maternal age um, higher incidence of obesity but also um, a certain very small percentage of women requesting it that is a very small amount and then I suppose there's lots of other factors, maybe as well, medical legal reasons. Um, it's kind of, I suppose, a balance of risks all the time, you know, delivering a mum and baby safely, that you have a good outcome. And I suppose obstetricians um, and midwives are always kind of balancing a risk, you know, when is it time to intervene? And, and possibly because, you know, even Ireland as a country, we are actually we've high enough kind of instances of suing and I suppose there's always a fear if something goes wrong you know people won't be happy and and expect really good outcomes and more and more I suppose in the last 20 years you know we expect a very good outcome from pregnancy and and the outcome is good Ireland is a a relatively you know safe place to have a, a baby the statistics are good but I think it is Worrying. It's not. It's not a very nice thing for somebody who's expecting their first baby to fear that their risk of having a C-section is one in three. Because obviously, it, it, there's a lot more risk with it. There's a risk of having a big clot, which can be, you know, really serious. A risk of infection. And, um, you know, I think sometimes people underestimate and think having a section is no big deal when, in fact, it's much higher risk than having a normal pregnancy. So, yeah, I suppose it is worrying. It's kind of complicated, the reasons why, and there there are many reasons, I guess. And it's good that this has been highlighted and that we get to have this debate, I suppose. And we do, we do see that, don't we, Sinead? I suppose maybe we trivialise C-sections. Yeah. You know, the too yeah. posh to push, and Absolutely. if you want a flat tummy afterwards, you yeah. just get the old scalpel out and and pop yeah. the baby out and give you. It's a C-tuck where they give you a tummy tuck and a C-section all at once. Is yeah. I mean, it, have we trivialised it? 
Yeah, I, I think probably yes is the answer to that for, for some people. Definitely some people probably have a fear of pregnancy, a fear of delivery and having a vaginal delivery. Plus, I suppose the environment in which, you know, you, you go to have your baby, it's not a very natural environment. You know, it's high. I suppose there is a lot of intervention. It's very bright lights. You know, it's 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 probably very unnatural having to leave your home and go in when you think about the whole process having a normal delivery almost doesn't really seem like a very normal kind of process anymore and I suppose people worry about the risk of prolapse you know as you get a little bit older the more babies you have by normal vaginal delivery the more likely you know you may have damage to your and needing repair but that's kind of no big deal to be honest it's much safer to have a vaginal delivery but I suppose you have to respect everybody's you know fear and their right to kind of choose and decide what's best for them. And in relation to that, Chrissy, you're from the Home Birth Association and when you see figures like this when it comes to C-sections, do mothers come to you worried that they'll have to have a C-section if they go to hospital? Well, I don't know. I think most women, when they have their first baby, they're not, um, you know, they're not done a lot of research usually. I mean, often women... Um, meet other women, they talk to them first woman says oh I had my baby at this hospital or at the other hospital and they say okay I'll just go along to that and it's only I suppose when they get to maybe 30 weeks or something and they hit the first antenatal class that they kind of realise oh I'm actually going to have a baby and at that point you know quite often for women they start getting a bit fearful or they start getting a bit frightened or they start getting a bit worried Um, I think what you tend to find with women who choose a home birth or decide that they want a home birth very early on they kind of have done a lot of research. They would have done the research very early on, possibly even before they've gotten pregnant. And, you know, women choose to have a home birth for all sorts of different reasons. I mean, one of them might be because they've had a previous bad experience in a hospital. Now, if you've had a a previous cesarean, you can't have a baby at home. But maybe they've had an experience that they found very difficult or that they found a bit emotionally traumatizing for them. And so they want something completely different. So they'll start the research very early on. So I suppose most women who are choosing a home birth have done that research well before they get to 12 weeks. So they're a little bit different from people who are going into the hospital system and then start worrying about it when they're about 30 weeks. One fundamental question, Chrissie, home birth, is it safe? Well, funnily enough, I mean, one of the big reasons that women choose it is its safety record. Um, There was a really, really big study done in the UK Um, I think it was about two years ago now, called the Birthplace Study. And what they did was they looked at different places. Now, obviously, this is in the UK, not in Ireland. They looked at the three main kinds of places where women would have babies. They looked at sort of medicalized obstetric settings, which is the kind of 90% of our hospitals and maternity units in Ireland are like that. Then they looked at more low-risk kind of places. They looked at birth centers. And then they looked at home. And what they worked out is for women expecting their second, third, fourth, fifth babies, it was the risk was pretty much equal all the way through. There was really no deviation. And in fact, they found that for those women, um, it was actually safer to either go into a home birth setting or into a a low-risk birth center midwifery setting because you were less likely to get interventions and so was your baby. For women who were expecting their first baby, they found that there was a very, very small elevated risk. It was small, tiny, but that there was a slightly increased risk that, you know, the baby might, might have some sort of minor complication. So that is the, the major study that everybody's basing safety okay. on. So 
you know, pretty much it is safe. So does that mean if your first, you have, check on your first birth, if it goes okay, then you're safe enough to do it at home because the others should follow a similar pattern? Well, I think, um, you know, in Ireland, we would say, you know, by all means, uh, try for a home birth for your first baby if you feel like it. Um, because what the, what's the worst thing that can happen? The worst thing that can happen is that you'll be transferred to hospital. So first-time mums do have, you know, a higher transfer rate. It varies. It depends. Different parts of the country have different transfer rates. It varies from about 15% to about 30%. What about time, so, Chrissia? Like, is there time to get to hospital if it comes to the crunch? If it's, and maybe I'll pass that question over to, to our doctor. Sinead, if it's a home birth... Is there time, if something goes wrong, to get the specialised medical help? Yeah, well, I, I suppose it kind of depends exactly where you live. And if you're living close to Hollis Street, for example, where there is yeah. a, the military service, then you're in a much probably better position. So, And I think we probably don't have enough midwives that are you know, indemnified and uh, in Ireland to, to give that sort of choice for, for most people. And I suppose that's part of the problem now. And I suppose, again, it has to be supported by the hospitals. And, and yeah, I think that's the important thing, that, that, that it's quick to hospital. Because as Christy was saying, like, by and large, like, it is very safe. Like, it is a natural process giving birth. But the problem is when something goes wrong, it, it can go horribly wrong if you, if you are too far away or if the setup isn't right. But I, I mean, that just isn't what happen in Ireland at the moment. Yeah. And of course, it was brought to the fore last summer with Ajax, yeah. who, you know, wanted to have uh, her second exactly. child's home birth, even though she'd had a cesarean mm-hmm. with her first child. So, but I suppose in Britain she would have the choice, like she would have more of a choice than she would at the moment in Ireland. And, and possibly, I mean, being a doctor, I suppose, having trained in Odds and Gynae, you tend to be very kind of medical minded. But mm. I think it is important to be open minded that not everybody wants to go to hospital to have a baby. And I, I totally understand that. And I think it is important to have a choice. And maybe we should facilitate that more. I know as a GP, I often have a sense of fear when somebody says, they want to have a home birth because they don't feel like I can offer um, Well you're not in control I suppose Yeah I, I suppose you, like you, we really need obstetricians exists. working with the the home birth midwives very very closely and yeah. it needs to be really supported and I, and I suppose it's not like that at the moment and you know there are the, a couple of cases that go terribly wrong end up making it to the papers and you know create a a fear when, as mm. Christy was saying, vast majority of cases are, you know, go extremely well. Yeah. Mm. So I suppose it's good to open the debate and see, you know, well, how are Britain doing it? How are they doing it in the Netherlands? Yeah. You know, and maybe should we be more open-minded and facilitate this? I suppose from that point of view, historically, um, because you know we were a poor peasant from a poor peasant background people when they got a chance to give up breastfeeding they did we took to Uh formula like you know adopted water we loved it so from that point of view Chrissy do you think it's coming full circle that women and their partners are happy to be more holistic about this because we've got more people uh, women in Ireland now breastfeeding Um, are we getting more confident with doing things in a natural way and moving away from from medical devices Chrissy well, I think one of the things that's important to highlight is that, you know, the home birth service that's offered at the moment is a fully supported HSE service. And, um, you know, your main carer with the home birth is going to be a midwife and she's going to be fully trained, et cetera, et cetera. And she's a fully trained professional. She's always with you during the birth. 
she'll probably visit you about 15 times beforehand. And women get something that's called continuity of care with the midwife. So that means you're going to see the same person all the way through. Mm. Um, the studies have shown that, for example, you will get about 52 hours of care from a midwife. Whereas if you're going through an obstetric route, you're probably only going to get, with a private obstetrician, about an hour mm. total care one-to-one. So there is a very different feel to it. You know, as the doctor was saying, you know, obstetricians do tend to look at birth from a risk perspective, and they have to because they deal with high-risk cases, whereas midwives tend to look at birth from the fact that it's very normal. It's a physiological normal process. And just last year, at the end of uh, 2013, we had data released for the very first time about all of the home births in Ireland. And one of the things that it showed was that the breastfeeding rates uh, on this chart, which would be at 14 days, was something like 96%. And that breastfeeding rates after the first six weeks were also up in 90%, which is really, really high. Breastfeeding rates for uh, hospital discharges are more into the 40s it depends again on which part of the country that you're in but after six weeks you know the breastfeeding rates drop substantially in Ireland so um, you know home birth offers that kind of continuous one-to-one support which mothers so desperately need and I'd say that one of the things that a lot of women are opting for even if they're having a hospital birth is they're opting for something called early transfer home which is provided by not quite home birth midwives, but it's provided by community midwives. So, you know, even if you're going into a big maternity hospital, irrespective of whether you're a public patient or a private patient or you've done shared care or whatever, you can avail of, or in big, the big maternity hospitals, you can avail of something called um, early transfer home. And that means that you leave within five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, twelve hours, you leave the hospital, and then the midwife comes to your house at home and looks after you at home, visits you every day for up to ten days, and helps you get to grips with being a mum. And that's so important, I think, for first-time mums. And a lot of women are opting for that. Is that early transfer home not exhausting for mums, though? No, absolutely not. It's completely the opposite. Can you imagine being stuck in a Mm. postnatal ward where there's 20 crying babies and it's absolutely really, really crowded and there's loads of people coming in and out and all their visitors are coming in and out. Whereas when you go home, you're back into your own bed, you've got the luxury of everything that you want around you, everything that feels familiar. The midwife actually But you might have kids at home, you know, toddlers, older kids. Mommy, I want this. Mommy, I need that. No, 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 no. You may end up working. You'll have have your husband trained. (laughs) I see. I knew there was another. What if, and I mean this in a genuine sense, what if you're on your own? Is home birthing still an option? Like if you're a single mum? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if mums, I've certainly known lots of mums who are single mums who have had um, home births. And usually what they have is they have a birthing partner. That might be a professional person like a doula, or it might be a friend, or it might be a mom, or it might be their mom, I mean, or it might be an aunt, or it might be, you know, a best friend. And that person will make some sort of commitment to be with them both during the birth and afterwards. I mean, one of the things I'd always say to women is, you know, you've got to set a a good plan. You know, you've got to set a plan of action for when you come home. And even simple things like, Never ever, I always say to people, never get out of your pyjamas, you know, because if people come to your house for the first 10 days and you're sitting there beautifully this. made up, 
they expect you to make them a cup of tea. <laughs> no, but if you're sitting there That's in your pyjamas, no, then they genius. make you a cup of tea. That yeah, is, I actually... Genius, I, a, a genius and even there, uh, Sinead, I can hear you agree there as well, <laughs> my doctor. Yeah, brilliant tip. I must say that to all my... Um, that's really good. And don't have biscuits in the house, maybe. Don't have any biscuits in the house. No, and, and it's so important the breastfeeding to kind of to have that time, as Christy was saying, to kind of build a rapport with somebody. If you just discharge someone just the day after they've had a baby, they've very little chance of successfully breastfeeding. If you're unsupported, you know, you're. it's hard enough having just given birth. You need that support and someone to encourage you because it's getting through the first few days and weeks. It makes a whole difference. We know that that's what reduces the risk of childhood obesity and that going forward reduces adult obesity. So, I mean, I think it is really important, you know, time and that service is sounds like a great service, you know. Well, guys, I mean, I'd say, I'd say there that one of the things that, um, you know, home birth moms often say that was the best benefit for them was not having to leave other children. And they, they always say that after they've had the baby, there's something so delicious about going into your own bed and not having to leave your partner, you know, not having to leave your other children and not having to leave your partner. And so many women talk about, you know, the whole family wakes up in the morning and then the other kids, if there are other kids, would come and see the baby. Because so many dads uh-huh. hate having to leave the, the mum and the baby in the hospital for a few days. 98FM's Late Night Talk. With Head & Shoulders, giving you the confidence to hang-